Planning a mission trip for your group can be really hard, so we created a super simple process to make it easy. Learn more today at blueskymissions.org. You're listening to the Student Ministry Podcast. If you're a youth pastor, small group leader, college pastor, or even a parent, this podcast is for you. Whether you're looking for tools and resources or encouragement and wisdom, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this episode of the podcast. This is episode number six, and I'm going to be uh, dialoguing with uh, a guy I got a chance to connect with who lives on the other side of the planet, and we're going to be dialoguing about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, one of my favorite topics to talk about, and that is short-term missions. I think the, this interview is going to be very valuable and can be content that is well worth your time listening to, so excited to bring you this interview. Before we dive into the interview, two quick items I want to just uh, bring to your attention. Number one, the importance of making sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. It's the only way to guarantee you never miss a single episode of the podcast because whenever you're subscribed, episodes get delivered directly to your device. If you're not subscribed, head over to our website, studentministrypodcast.com. While you're there, you'll see a couple different buttons that make it easy to subscribe. Click on whichever one applies to you. That'll lead you to the place where you can subscribe. Again, it's studentministrypodcast.com. The other item I wanted to mention to you is that I have another podcast, which is called Theology for the Rest of Us, and that's exactly what it is. It is Theology for the Rest of Us. We try to take uh, theological concepts and make it simple for, for everyone, and so I want to highly encourage you to check that out at theologyfortherestofus.com. Uh, in fact, our, our guest for this interview today, Jonathan Ferguson, who's going to be talking about short-term mission trips, he was actually one of my previous guests on the other podcast, Theology for the Rest of Us. You'll hear me mention that. Interview. If you like what you hear from Jonathan today, you can go back and check him out at Theology for the Rest of Us as well. Again, the website for that, theologyfortherestofus.com. All right, we're going to dive into the interview with Jonathan Ferguson in just a moment. Uh, Jonathan is a missionary in Kenya. Him and his family have lived there for more than six years. Uh, Prior to that, he was a youth pastor, actually, in Southern California for nine years. So he is obviously well-equipped to speak to youth pastors and and is a subject matter expert in both youth ministry as well as uh, missions. He has had the opportunity to participate as a missionary, a short-term missionary, a participant in a trip. He's been a leader of short-term mission trips, and he's been a missionary on the ground in Africa to have hosted uh, missions teams that have come to him, and so he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's got four things, four bits of wisdom that he's going to share with us that'll really be things that uh, you can take away and apply uh, to your ministry when you are planning mission trips and le- leading or seeking to lead mission trips. And so, I think this interview is going to be really, really valuable for you. So, without further ado, my interview with Jonathan Ferguson. We are on the line with Jonathan Ferguson all the way from Nairobi, Kenya, actually just uh, just south of the city of Nairobi. Jonathan, how are you feeling today, man? I'm doing great. I am uh, super thankful that you would take a few, to- you know, a few minutes out. You were on our other podcast, Theology for the Rest of Us, and now taking more time out of your schedule to, to invest in youth pastors. Uh, man, super excited. I know you and I had some conversations offline 
about short-term missions. Um, and you said you said a few things that I thought were really cool. One of the things you talked about was there's kind of a mini fad kind of a trend rising where people are saying, don't do short-term missions. It's not worth it. You know, it's not worth the money or, you know, whatever excuse or whatever thoughts people give. What are you, what's your response to that? You know, I, every missionary that I know out here and in other countries uh, started off by taking those short-term mission trips. Um, I've been a part of doing missions for now 20 years uh, with short-term mission trips as a, as a youth heading down to an orphanage down in Mexico for weekend trips and uh, then, you know, leading them and now a long-term missionary. Uh, but everybody that I've talked to started with that weekend trip or the two-week trip overseas. So I'd say, you know, they're really important in, in, in doing what they're called to do. If we use short-term missions properly, they're really beneficial for everybody involved. If we do them improperly, it actually can cause more harm than, than benefit. Man, that's some really, really great thoughts. Um, so I want to give you a few minutes here, Jonathan. Take your time and kind of outline. You and I were talking offline a little bit ago, and you were t- saying you've got four, the four ways that you can be a great short-term missionary. Can you give us those four? You know, however long it takes for you to get through those, give us those four thoughts, man. Yeah, absolutely. These are these are four thoughts that I've come up with. Um, simply through my experience of being on the team as short-term, leading short-term, and then being the the long-term missionary that received the short-term missionaries. And so, yeah, I've got four four ways to be a better short-term missionary. Um, And the first one is to be a student, always. Um, You know, we're talking to youth pastors, so this is a chance, hey, the kids know what to do, to be a student, to learn. But encourage them to continually learn. Um, it doesn't matter how much you know about a country. I'm still learning things about this culture here after being here for six and a half years. Uh, and 20 years from now, if I'm still out here, I'll still be learning about the culture and the way things are. Uh, I mean, we don't typically learn about our culture in the States. We start living it. And things are taught to us just as they happen to us. Oh, we, that's, that's rude. Or this is, this is you know, that's not acceptable to say that. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. You learn those things slowly. So... Reading a book, reading a blog, finding a Wikipedia article about a country is not enough for you to be an expert. Even taking five trips to that place uh, is not enough time to, to become an expert in the culture or the way that things are done. So I encourage to always be a student. I mean, Paul even did this. In Acts 17, he's in Athens, and before he's even yeah. talking to anybody, he's walking around finding just how idolatrous they are by seeing all this. But he's learning about the culture of Athens. So that's the first thing is to be a student. That's a great point. <clears throat> and the second one is to drop the hammer and grab a cup of coffee is what I call it. Too often we go to do projects. Um, you know, we can, we're going to go paint the school. We're going to put a roof on uh, a church, even if we've never had roofing experience in our life. And, you know, honestly, these are things that can be done by the locals. Um, and so I'd say if you're going to go and do those kind of things, that's great. Grab people from the community to help. You know, if you go and you get a bunch of, 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 of Americans uh, to go into a country, you know, here we're called Wazungu. Uh, you know, we're travelers. Hey, Wazungu, Wazungu. You know, if you get a group of us in Kenya, we're going to attract everybody for, in the community. They're all going to be like, what's, what's 10 Wazungu doing here? What are they all doing here? Right. So, you know, you're going to paint? Grab a couple of the people from there 
and have them help you. They'd love to do it. And the reason why is missions is about relationships. You don't see in the scripture any missionaries going to build an orphanage, going to paint a, a church. Now, these things may have been done, and you had the deacons that were helping with the needs of these things, but it was about relationships. Um, that's what missions is about. So I say, drop the hammer, grab a cup of coffee, sit down and build a relationship with someone. I mean, P Paul, when he wrote to the church in, in Rome, he greets 29 people at the church by name, and he's never even been there. So he's already has these relationships. So, you know, I say either get others to help you and build relationships with them or sit down with a cup of coffee and talk to them and find out about their life. Man, that's so, a really, really great point. I love that. Yeah, and, and it's it's good. These projects are good. And that actually goes into a third one is point. Uh, to If we're going to go and help build a, a church or an orphanage or some project for, for a, a ministry that's going on, um, look at it as that. You're supporting your long-term missionaries. Uh, my favorite short-term missionary in the Bible is Epaphroditus. In Philippians chapter 2, he leaves the church in Philippi and travels to Rome to help support Paul. He didn't, he, you know, he traveled really light. He didn't go to, to use his trade, whatever it was. He wasn't going for the cultural experience. He was going to minister to Paul on behalf of the Philippian church. And I love that. Um, you know, he, I, I read one article once that said Epaphroditus brought the church to Paul, even if it was just him. So support your long-term missionaries that you're working with and partners, whether they're national ministries or whether they're Americans or Europeans overseas, um, support them, find ways that you can do that. Missionaries, it's a kind of a, a secret thing. We struggle with our faith. Mm. We struggle with our faith a lot. We're not superheroes as missionaries. We struggle, we need to be built up. We need to be encouraged. Uh, we have trouble finding community, finding a place where we can relax and get uh, poured into and plugged into, uh, you know, good uh, fellowship like we're used to. And in the States, we're overly blessed with these things. So if you're going to go do a, a mission trip, find out how you can support your missionary. And little things like volunteer to babysit their kids so that they can go out on a date night. Um, we've had people who've done that. We, we had somebody, we had a team that came out and helped us pack up for a, 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 an extended furlough we were taking. They came out and they did some ministry, but they're like, we got this whole day. We want to just help you pack so it's not as stressful for you guys when you go. And I don't know how many missionaries have, short-term missionaries have come out and, and brought homeschool books out for us or, you know, the great comfort foods of uh, American marshmallows and graham crackers for s'mores. Uh, you know, those Pe peanut butter is the one that I typically get requested from missionaries around the world. <laughs> yeah, peanut butter was one that we used to get all the time. We finally got good peanut butter. So for us now, it's chocolate chips and marshmallows. So if you want to send a care package, <laughs> you, you know what to put in there. That's really, really cool, man. So yeah, so being a student, dropping the paintbrush and grabbing a cup of coffee, supporting your long-term missionary. And the fourth thing is understand that short-term missions and long-term missions operate differently. Um, this, I think, may be geared more towards the adults, towards these youth pastors, towards uh, the, the, the leaders there. But sometimes even the kids um, might pick up on this a little bit. 
you know, you can handle almost anything for a short period of time. Right. You know, you can, you can handle almost anything, but to, to be honest, long-term missionaries cannot keep up with the pace of short-term missions. Mm. Uh, I've had a lot of people who've come out on short-term uh, missions and, and, you know, they want to get involved in 10 different ministries, start all these things up in the two weeks, and then hand everything over to the long-term missionaries there. And they're like, well, you can handle the Bible study at this school, right? And you're like, no, I can't. I, I'm One, I'm not called to it. And two, I'm already busy. And, you know, we get a lot of people who come out and they're like, I just don't get it. You've got a day off. You take a whole day off. Why aren't you teaching Bible studies? I'm like, do you take a day off or two from your work? Now, I know ministry is not business. It's not the same thing. But, you know, God gave us the Sabbath in the, in the, yeah. in the, in the Bible for a reason. Um, we need to take days off. We need to take rest. Short-term missionaries come out and, and they work, 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 work. And then they sleep the whole way home and sleep for two days when they get home because the jet lag and everything. And they're just exhausted. Um, it can be the same way for us. So, Understand that the short-term missions do work differently. You can get a lot of things done, uh, but look at the long-term missions and, and realize that, again, they're in it for the long haul. A sprinter goes as fast as he can for 12 seconds, a 10 if you're Usain Bolt. Right. A marathoner runs much slower pace, but he runs the distance. Yeah. Man, that's some really, really great stuff. Man, I, I love those four points. Uh, we will make sure we have those outlined in our show notes on the website. Uh, so if youth pastor listening to this wants to go back and see those notes, we'll, we'll definitely have those listed there. Uh, man, you know, I, I think about some of the short-term trips I've done. You know, I were talking before we started recording, and, and I think about some of the some of the areas where I've probably failed in some of these ways. Um, and then there's other times where I feel like, man, we, we actually did that well. And I, I celebrate that. I get excited about that. Um, it, it, you know, if, if you had to give one bit of advice to a youth pastor who's listening to this and we probably have youth pastors from all different you know walks of life we've probably got some that have you know never been on a trip we've got some that are probably mm -hmm. saying man I'd love to take my teens on a trip and we probably have got some that have taken mul multiple trips and we probably have the, the whole gamut listening to this so with, with all that in mind uh, one bit of advice that you would give to a youth pastor as he tries to prepare his teenagers to walk out these four things that you just outlined the number one thing I think for, for you as youth pastors to, to do is to make sure that you understand and can communicate to the students that they're not going to change the world. They're going to change themselves. The biggest benefit of short-term missions is for the short-term missionary itself. Mm. Yes, you can go and you can evangelize um, and, and share the gospel with a bunch of people, but unless there's missionaries there to support them afterwards, um, it, it what's going to happen for discipleship. But what happens is those lives are changed in those kids and adults who take those mission trips. Their heart is broken for the things uh, uh, that, that break God's heart. Um, they have an eye-opening experience of the world outside of uh, their culture that they grew up in. Um, these things are going to change them for the rest of their life. And as if pastors look at it from that point of view and are able to say, you know, are you ready to have your world rocked? Are you ready to have your your entire idea of what it means to be a Christian turned upside down and challenged. Um, that may be the best thing that you can do to prepare your students for uh, a short-term mission. Man, that's some really, really great advice. Jonathan, man, thank you so much for, for taking a, you know, some time out to, 
to just invest in youth pastors and youth leaders uh, listening to this. Um, and, and I would assume a lot of the same advice gives, you know, whether you're a pastor leading adults, a lot of this advice obviously is going to apply. If you're a, you know, the campus ministry director at a college, this is certainly going to apply. And so this is obviously not just for youth pastors. So Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. If there's anyone listening to this that would love to connect with you, uh, you know, or find out a little more about what you're doing, maybe even support you or connect with you in that way, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, the best way to reach out to me is through Facebook or Twitter. That's what I'm on most for social media. Facebook, you can look up uh, Jonah Ferg, J-O-N-A-F-E-R-G, um, or on Twitter, John H. Ferguson. Um, you can find me at either one of those places. I would love to talk to any youth pastor having experiences, youth ministry and missionary as well. I'd love to talk to any of you guys. If you have any questions at all, uh, hit me up and I'll do what I can to help you guys out. Man, that's fantastic. We will also have Jonathan's info uh, linked up on the show notes. You can head over to our website, studentministrypodcast.com. In the show notes, we will have Jonathan's info that you can check out there. Jonathan Ferguson, thank you again for spending time investing in youth pastors and young adult pastors. Man, I really, really appreciate your wisdom. Well, God bless you. Thanks a lot for having me on. And there you have it. Interview with Jonathan Ferguson over. Uh, wisdom, no doubt, will stay with us. So I want to highly encourage you to really consider some of his words and seek to apply that uh, the next time you are planning a short-term mission trip. Uh, also, if you're interested, feel free to connect with Jonathan. I know he loves connecting with people uh, by social media. So uh, his both his Twitter and Facebook are in the show notes for this uh, for this episode on our website. So head on over there at studentministrypodcast.com. Search for episode six, and there you will see the show notes. Get Jonathan's information, uh, as well as a reminder of what those four items were. And one other item before I let you go, um, I actually had the opportunity and privilege of launching a, a missions organization not too long ago. Uh, you probably heard a little bit about it at the beginning of the episode, uh, the ad roll that rolls right before the right before every episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Uh, the organization is called Blue Sky Missions. Um, I've had the privilege and honor of leading lots of missions trips. I've led uh, over 35 missions trips, I think uh, something like 13. 1,500 youth and young adults that I've led on trips, mostly because I worked for a very large Christian nonprofit for many years that uh, that did that. That that organization no longer exists, and so had the opportunity to launch my own. If you are a youth pastor looking to plan a short-term mission trip, um, and you're not sure how to do that. I would love, love, love to connect with you, uh, whether I can just kind of give you some, you know, some wisdom and some thoughts on how to plan your own trip, or if you want, you know, you want to hire us and have us come and, and actually be the ones that plan it for you. Um, the cost, the, the cost for us to plan it is relatively nominal, very small. We, we build it into the trip, so you really don't notice it. Um, and I feel like me and my team, uh, I, I'm certainly biased, but I feel like me and my team really bring a lot of wisdom and experience to the table. And so I, I'm really passionate about uh, I'm really passionate about helping youth pastors and youth ministries and college pastors and, and you know, campus ministries and groups of people go on short-term trips. I believe they are life-changing experiences, um, and, and, and we can really participate in some great ministry around the globe. And so if you are interested in connecting with me about that, I would love the opportunity to connect with you. Uh, please feel free to, uh, to shoot me an email, or you can visit our website. It's blueskymissions.org. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Again, I hope this has been helpful and insightful, encouraging. If you have a question or a topic that you would like me to address on the podcast, 
Or if you'd like to be interviewed on the podcast, I would love to connect with you. My email address is heyortiz at studentministrypodcast.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at studentministrypodcast.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Remind you to check out my other podcast as well, Theology for the Rest of Us. You can find it at theologyfortherestofus.com. The intro and outro theme music for this episode has been Actionable by Ben Sound. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been the Student Ministry Podcast.